Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Santa's favorite kind of wagertainment, the Daily Tip. On my nice list, it's Michael Jenkins. Oh my God! And getting her a lump of coal, Chelsea Messenger. And I can't forget our reindeer, the Donkster. Here's a list of my favorite reindeer. Dasher, Rancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Glitzen, and Rudolph. Here on the BetQL Network. Sponsored by BetMGM. Ho, ho, ho. What a promo, and what a way to start Hour 2 here on The Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Bill Rowland. Bill, why do they got to do me like that in the promo? What if my daughter was listening, and she would say, so, Mom, are you on the naughty list? I'm like, sweetie, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but I understand that like kids aren't probably listening to this, but our producer before you, Bill number one, he said his kids mm-hmm. used to listen to the show sometimes on the way to school. And I was like, uh-oh. Like, how many times have we talked about, like, Santa? How many times have right. we talked about things that are, like, PG-13? But I'm yeah. wondering if we do have, like, a kid demographic out there that has, like, you know, the dad's, like, a better. And he's just like, eh, they're probably not paying attention. So maybe we should watch what we're saying when it comes to Santa. <laughs> do you think there's ever a kid that found out, like, Santa wasn't... Oh, I don't even want to say it now. Something about Santa. And yes, they found yeah. it out through TV or the radio. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. Um, I'm trying to think. See, I had an older sister. So you find and older cousins. So you find out pretty quick. I think, you know, when you're that age and you have older mm-hmm. siblings and or relatives who like to uh, spoil things, I guess is the best way to put it. I feel like that's a cousin um, thing. Like, doesn't that seem like yeah. something like your older cousin would do to you? Like, thin and yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to step around this just in case, although it's 7 in the morning. What kid is listening at this point? And if they are, good on them. I hope they've got some picked up some good tips and are making some holiday cash for mom and dad to you know, buy them some good presents. But I'm not sure what kids are listening at 7. But, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we, we don't go too far over the line, right? I think we're relatively kid-friendly with this. <laughs> I 
kid friendly. But the but that's show, not our yeah. demographic. And like we understand. No, that. but um, so like we're probably so this is your trigger warning. If you have a child, maybe, you know, be careful now. Just turn it off in the background if you're doing it now. Um right. but still, I wonder I don't even remember when I stopped believing. Because you would think that you would hear something on the bus, in a movie, on TV, that you would say, huh. And eventually over time, you would hear it from so many sources. Like maybe you hear right. it from one source. And you're like, well, that's weird. What a dumb TV show. Do you remember <laughs> when you stopped believing? Like, I don't even remember. I can tell you the exact moment. I know exactly when it was. Really? And it, yes, I know exactly when it was. And it wasn't at, at Christmas time, it was actually at Easter time. And I, re- I can remember months prior, my, again, my sister, who's three years older, and my cousin, who's four years older than me, had kind of hinted at it. And it was like, mm, I don't know. Because you're still at that point where you're like, <laughs> if you don't, or am I not getting presents if I go, yeah, this whole thing is, a, is a, you know, whatever it is, however you want to describe it. We went to the mall. And Easter, of course, you have the Easter Bunny. You go and get your picture with the Easter Bunny and everything else. Well, the Easter Bunny was on the main floor. We were on the higher floor looking down into the little courtyard or wherever where Mr. Bunny was doing all the pictures and everything. And you could see the zipper in the back of his head. And so immediately I went, hold on a second. (laughs) That's not the Easter Bunny. Because he's got a zipper in the back of his head. And I've seen rabbits, not very many six-foot-tall rabbits. I've seen rabbits. (laughs) They ain't got no zipper in the back of their head. So, yeah, it was at that moment. I mean, literally, I can remember being like, well, if he's not real, then neither is this person, this person. It was like the entire thing came crashing down all at once right in the middle of Springfield Mall. It's exactly what it was. I think I was like six. So, yeah, that sounds dramatic. I'm sorry for that experience for you. But now that's my question is I have a four year old, so I need to know just how smart she is to know how much, you know, setting the stage that I have to do, because I kind of gave up on the elf on the shelf thing. Like we did it for a a couple days. Like, oh, David, David, you got to get in here. You've got a daughter. So how far do you go around (laughs) Christmas to make sure and keep certain um, narratives alive. I can't believe either one of you. (laughs) I can't believe either one of you. The bum huggery that is going on on this show today. Good gravy. The what? The bum What was that word? The bah humbury. I can't even do it again. (laughs) Oh, the bah humbuggery. Bah humbug. There you go. There you go. I what tried to say that word. Nice I, I listen. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You say certain things. They're all real, just with a twist. They're all real, ladies and gentlemen, just with a twist. Just here's what In I your would. Mind. Here's what I would tell you. <laughs> uh, this is how I know my daughter is still full on my youngest daughter. It, and trust me, when well, we she's when about we, Blake's age, she's, how old is yeah, she? Yeah, she's four. She'll be five in five in February. But for Mm -hmm. my middle daughter, who is now 18, my my ex wanted to hold on to that one for so long. I felt bad for the kid, honestly, that she didn't hear the twist. So 
we still do Elf on the Shelf for my daughter because she absolutely loves it. She gets up. The, it's the first words out of her mouth when I have her on weekends. It's the first word out of her mouth. Well, we got to go check on the elf. And then I I mm-hmm. get the whole, <gasps> I fell asleep. I didn't move it. So. Yep. Uh, then I go, oh, well, just wait here for a second. Daddy's got to go. Daddy's got to go use the restroom real quick. And then, and then we'll go look for her. So. I get that. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I get that covered pretty quick. But no, the you guys, come on. It's it's tis the season. It's all real. Just it with is, a twist. But here's what I'm saying is like I'm asking how well do I have to hide the presents? Because right now they are literally mm. in this room and there's literally just a blanket oh, over them. For a, and for, I'm like, well, hopefully she doesn't come in here. For a four-year-old? <laughs> for a four-year-old? Oh, you've got to hide them really. She knows not to come in mommy's workroom. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Well, as long as those parameters are set in, in, in you know, but yeah, they they love searching. Trust me, I've I've mm-hmm. had I've had mine. Raylan is very 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 smart. Like to the point where I'm like, what? How do you say the things that you say? This is what like a a preteen would be saying, not a four year old. Stop it! Just stop growing. But yeah, I know I, that's the problem. Is sometimes you underestimate how smart they are. And I think I'm going to do something to her like, oh, she's four, whatever. I'm just going to put these right in the corner and she's going to find them. <laughs> so like, that's what I need to be really careful about. And maybe I need to start putting more stock in that. Uh, but David, let's get to some of these narratives and some of these storylines in the NFL that we will be unwrapping on Christmas morning or Christmas night. So let's do it. All right. Read and react number one, San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens currently hold the top spots in their respective conferences, and the two teams will meet up on Christmas Day to close out Week 16. The teams are number one and number two as favorites to win the Super Bowl, but how much stock will you put into the outcome of the game this week? Bill? Yeah, this is a a tough one because I think a lot of people, because it is so late in the season – this is going to kind of be the narrative going into the playoffs that whoever wins this will end up being the the you know Super Bowl favorite. It's not a bad read, except that San Francisco's at home, and obviously we know mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is played on a neutral site. I think when it's all said and done, and again, I like the Ravens to cover the five and a half. I don't know that they'll win outright, but I think they can keep it within the within the number. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to how well can San Francisco's defense swarm and limit Lamar Jackson. If he gets out and runs and he gets 50, 60, 70 yards, I think the Ravens are going to be a real problem for San Francisco. And I think that carries over into the playoffs as well. But if the 49ers have a game plan that can bottle him up, that's going to be the narrative. If they keep Lamar Jackson in check, don't let him get out of the pocket, don't let him do things with his legs, then I think that's the storyline that will go through in the playoffs is, okay, Baltimore may be the better team as far as in the AFC, but when they get to the title game, San Francisco has figured out how to keep Lamar bottled up. That's what I'm looking for this weekend. That's the narrative that I'll take away from this game is how well Lamar Jackson uses his legs against that San Francisco defense. Oh, for sure. That's always an X factor uh, when you're facing a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. And I was trying to think, 
if the Niners had faced anybody kind of similar to that, I guess you could put Jalen Hurts in that category. But here's the thing where you look at that Niners and Eagles game, and I think a lot of people are reading into that game quite a bit, but you've got to remember the gauntlet of a schedule that the Eagles had leading up into that game. So I am putting an asterisk on that massive win for the 49ers against the Eagles. I think this is going to be the Niners' toughest test this season. And at what point in the season are we going to believe what we see? Because if this game was played in September, I would say, okay, still a lot of season left. But what are we, two months away from the Super Bowl? I think this is the time where you can look at a team, and if they are fully healthy, I think you can put a lot of stock in how a team is playing right now. Don't we feel like this is the time of year where teams need to be playing their best football? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's a great point. It's a great point. Once again, I will come out and say something outlandish that everybody goes, what the hey? Lamar Jackson, to me, still one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, God. Bar none. He does not win the big games. He does not show up when the spotlight is the brightest. If he does here, I will come back and say I was wrong. But once again, he has one playoff win in his entire career. Brock Purdy's got more. So that being said, I expect the 49ers to roll. Let's go to read and react number two. We've all oh, so you just say that and expect for, for us to just move on? <laughs> go ahead. Lamar come, Jackson come. is so overrated. Uh, anyways, on to the next one. You thought you could slide that in, huh? No, no. Go Bill, ahead. you kind of live close to that area. What is the, the feeling around Lamar Jackson? Because I'm always interested to hear from people who are close to the fan base because I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of view their players a little differently. Do you feel like this is the narrative around Lamar Jackson? I have always thought that – the narrative that people kind of pick at him for is that he's always hurt, you know, for a lot of these games. No, I think David, I think David's got it right. If you're not a Ravens fan, obviously Ravens fans love the guy because, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's got them 10 and three and, you know, top seed in the, in the AFC right now. But I think if you're not a Baltimore fan, the narrative is like what David said, Hey man, do it when the lights are the brightest. And so far he hasn't necessarily been able to do that when the lights are the brightest. So I think that's kind of the overarching narrative for people who aren't Baltimore Ravens fans is you got to show us. You got to show us that you're capable of doing it. I know he won the MVP a couple of years ago, and people are waiting for him to get back to that. But you're right, Chelsea, that, that, that's the knock. You can't do it when the lights are the brightest, and you seem to be hurt all the time. So far I'm this year, say, he's been healthy. Yeah, I think there is something definitely to what David is saying. I'm not going to go that far and say he's you know the most overrated quarterback of all time. But I do think there is something to the the narrative that the Ravens are not good when they're playing from behind. Because that is my one question about the Ravens this year. Have you seen the stat where I think they've been leading in like 85% of the minutes this year? Yeah. This is a team that, you know, when you think of run-first teams, which, you know, maybe the Ravens aren't as run-first as they used to be, but how will they respond when they're playing from behind? And this will be a good litmus test for that when you're playing a 49ers team that's very good and you're playing them in San Francisco. So I think that's what I want to see from this game. Can the Ravens respond when they're playing from behind? It's a good point. It's a good point. That's that's a real easy answer, Chelsea. 
Just go back and watch the Steelers Ravens game and see what happened. And Lamar completely threw. AFC North Division games are different. One of the worst Steelers in the 49ers. Come on. I'm just I'm just saying the lights were on. Divisional and, games are different. And Lamar I think chokes again. I it, it, it's just Oh god. It's one of those things with Lamar. I just don't trust him when the lights are on. I just don't. Well, that makes me think of the Super Bowl when the lights went off. Do you remember that? Didn't the Ravens <laughs> play in that Super Bowl? Yes. That was <laughs> that was off. Baltimore San Francisco. It was the Harbaugh Did Bowl. they win the Super Bowl that year? Does anybody uh, know? Yes, I think they did win they that won Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Ball so I guess you're right, David. Yeah. When the lights are on, maybe not. But when the lights go off, that's when they're good. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. I need to double check that. Maybe I'll do that during the break. Up next, Lucy Bird stops by. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the Bet QL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. Time to rise and shine, people. It's a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday here on the Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger, one of said women. Uh, Bill Rowland filling in for Jenks in a few moments. Another one of those women will be stopping by. Lucy Bird to BeckQL, host of Back to the Futures, is going to join us in just a few minutes to talk all things pop culture. Uh, Bill, <laughs> I was going to ask you, how much information about Taylor Swift have you learned against your will so far this past month? Yeah, probably more than I'd like to admit. Um, I, I get a lot of it through Jinx and obviously Lucy and the show here. But I also get a lot of it. I, I um, coach high school basketball on the girls' side. And so, of course, whenever we're like, hey, if you guys want to throw on some music while you're you know warming up or shooting around or whatever before practice, you know, go ahead. They'll get the you know Bluetooth thing going. And inevitably, it is Taylor Swift. Over and over and over again. So, yeah, between here with you guys and them, I get way too much Taylor Swift information, more than I want. That doesn't even sound like good music to listen to while you're running or playing basketball, though. Like, aren't no. they like heartbreak songs? Like, maybe this is showing my incompetence for what Taylor Swift, you know, catalog is. But is it pump-up songs? I I mean, me? No, I wouldn't ever, it wouldn't make my playlist if I was going to go work out or something like that. No. And I mean, every once in a while, you'll, you'll, you'll have something that they listen to. You're like, okay, well, I can see why, why this would get you kind of motivated. It's, you know, it's got a good driving beat or something to it. This stuff? No, it just sounds, I don't know. It sounds like Taylor Swift. I don't know how else to put it. So Right? Yeah. It's her own yeah. genre. But it's like when I'm at the Y, which is a demographic that is much older, they're playing mm -hmm. these songs that will kill your vibe instantly. Like they play that, um, the landslide song. Like, you know, if you see your reflection in a snow colored hill and I'm like, this is not making me want to bench press my personal best. This is making me want to cry. <laughs> but they play all these old songs that are like really sentimental. I'm like, YMCA, what are we doing here? 
Can we do something else? You just see somebody over at the squat rack and breaking down, crying because they're listening to the music and they can't finish off their set. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. I want to hear no. what Lucy has to say in all of this. Bill, what, go ahead. You had another. No, I was just going to ask. Do, do you have Do you have the people at the Y that are filming their workouts so they can throw them up on TikTok for all the for all the people, or is that not a a Y thing? Oh, it's definitely a diff- different demographic since we moved to the suburbs. Because when we lived downtown mm. Nashville at that Y, hell yes. None of the oh, girls cover their stomachs, which is fine. They look hot, um, but everybody's filming themselves. And the problem is, even when you say something about it, when you're saying, hey, are you almost done with that squat rack? And they're literally just looking at their video that they just took of themselves. They're like, no. And they act like I'm the crazy person. Because here's the thing. I don't mind if you film yourself or do whatever, whatever but if somebody is waiting for the squat rack, like try to be quick. You know, that's all I'm asking. I don't care what you do. But at the Y that I go to now, it's mostly men over the age of 70 who are wearing jean shorts, some kind of loafers wow. or those white New Balances and the phone clips while they're working out. That's yeah, that's definitely a different demo than, <laughs> than the influencer with the bare midriff and filming everything at the squat rack. Yeah, that would definitely be different. Although I'd like to Maybe see those Instagram videos i know right those guys need to do the fit checks that lucy yeah, does absolutely like, these jeans absolutely. are from 1985 i don't remember where i got them but i wore them to the nascar race down in talladega and i got this phone clip so i can get my calls at any time um but that's how they would go another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, let's bring in Lucy. She's waited long enough. Uh, she is a BetQL writer and host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on BetQL. Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apps? Ah, good morning, Lucy. I'm going to start off with this on the same tangent. What is the most obnoxious outfit that you've worn to the gym? Oh, I mean, let's count them. Um, <laughs> no, good morning. <laughs> Good morning. No, when I when I actually go to the gym, the outfit is more uh, covered up because I feel strange just being in in a public place like that with my my midriff showing or believe it or not, or like little shorts because I'm thinking that everyone is looking at me, which is very selfish. Mm -hmm. And like if somebody does (laughs) glance at me like where it's not, though. 
Right. Well, like yes, if you're and, doing and, RDLs or bending over. And the other thing yeah. is, I don't want to sweat on machines. Like I don't want my bare skin touching like the machines. Mm. Yeah. There you go. There's that too. There is a, I, I tend to be like, I would never film myself at the gym and because I just feel like that I never want to take up someone else's space or time. Mm -hmm. So I, it, and if, if I did you, you film what you need to, you get out of the, the, the space because then you, you leave it for other people. If the video didn't come out, that is, that is the universe telling you, you know, this today is not the day for that video. Um, that is what that would be. But you know, when I go to the gym, I, I would prefer to wear like a t-shirt and shorts, but not super short shorts. Um, but I, I don't, because that's not what other people are wearing at the gym, what everyone's wearing mm -hmm. at the gym is like a sports bra and leggings. And so I'm like, okay, I gotta make sure the leggings are right. I gotta, you gotta make sure it's all right. And it's really a fashion thing now. And I would say those men who wear the, the sneakers and the loafers, those sneakers are back in now. Gen Z is bringing back the chunky white sneakers and a phone clip. There are times when I think, you know what? A phone clip would be really nice right now. If you don't have pockets and you wanna clip your phone and you wanna carry your phone around, you don't want it in your hand, phone clip. Bring back phone clips, fanny packs, the whole thing. I think that would be correct gym attire. Billy, you when you're notes? doing your, <laughs> I, I'm writing things down now. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it taken care of. Lucy, when you're doing when you're doing your 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 you know walks every day through Boston and everything, and I see you wearing the outfits, how often do you get comments from people that might just be on the street? Because I'm always amazed. As you're doing it, I never see people walking by you. So either you're really good at making sure there's nobody on the street or people are crossing and not wanting to be in your camera shot. Yeah, well, I try to find a lane, a sidewalk where no one is on it so that I don't bother anybody. Like, I just really don't want to bother anyone or have like anyone's conversation in it because I don't, that's a private conversation. I don't want that in there. But I have been stopped for pictures for people taking selfies that have recognized me, which is like a weird thing and not weird, but I was like, oh, this is for me. This is different. Um, and very, very nice people. But that's only happened a couple of times. And then I've, I've gotten some whistles um especially the summertime um but other than that no i i try to find a, a place like a sidewalk where no one's around because i don't want to interrupt anybody and i don't want to have anyone be like what is she doing <laughs> i think that's your little bit of millennial that's still sticking around because i think it's an age group thing because people who are like kind of our age like i know you're somewhat younger than me but we still have like an ounce of shame like these yeah. new kids like the younger kids they don't have any they don't care if they're interrupting your conversation, your date, whatever. They will film wherever they damn well want to. And I think that's the difference between us and them. Lucy, I want to ask you to rank your favorite Christmas songs. We had a very mm. lively debate about Mariah Carey and Jenks really hates Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Uh, does this make the rankings for you? It so like yeah I guess it does just because I hear it all the time. My problem: Mariah Carey and Eminem have major beef, so I can't Ooh, put that. In you're my right. Time. This is interesting little tidbit. His daughter, Eminem's daughter, on Instagram last year, she uh, used the song in one of her Instagram stories, but she did not use a Mariah Carey version. She used a different version of it, which is difficult to find and is really just throwing shade at Mariah Carey. Maybe use a different song, Haley Jade but maybe, you know, that's some shade thrown at Mariah Carey. My all-time favorite, all-time favorite Christmas song, Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. That is absolutely my favorite oh. song. 
followed by Mary, yeah, followed by Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding, and then um, Britney Spears' My Only Wish This Year, I think is far better than Mariah Carey. It is such a bop. That song is incredible. So those are my top three, and then there's just a bunch of others. Like, I, I like Christmas music now more than I used to. I have been much more in the Christmas spirit this year than I used to be, and so I'm very much enjoying uh, Christmas music whenever I hear it in a store. I would ever hear Mariah Carey in a store or anywhere else. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's a that's it's it's jazzy, but I see why it's popular. <laughs> but 100% Britney Spears's my only wish this year is better than Mariah Carey. It's a very just bold take. Her dancing with those knives. <laughs> <laughs> her father had, this it was oh my god. Her father, I think his leg was amputated or something. And somebody Correct. tweeted what? Yeah, okay. So somebody saw somebody <laughs> tweeted the picture of her with the knives and was like, This is the last thing her father saw before the <laughs> was Brittany with the, Like, what was she doing? What was she doing? I don't know. That was She posted on Instagram. She posted today her a picture of her gym burned down, and she said, "Throwback to when I burned down my gym in 2020." I was like, "Girl, what are you doing? Girl, what, what is going on?" <laughs> you know, sometimes you wonder if the conservativeship wasn't a bad idea after all. You, do. you know, it's just you, you got to think about that. Yeah. All right, Lucy, I got to. I got a question for you because Chelsea helped me answer this a little bit earlier, but I want to get a, another opinion just in case. Um, presents at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Is it okay just to do gift bag or if it is your significant other, do you have to have them wrapped? Is gift bag okay if it's your boyfriend, girlfriend? Yes, I think so. I, th- I always go okay, gift good. bag because it's just the simplest thing. And it's not, I can't wrap a present to save my life. And I, so it is just so much easier. And I am so much less into the presentation of a gift. Like I always appreciate nice wrapping if you have the time or it's professionally done, but I would never want someone to go completely out of their way unless they enjoy it to wrap a present. But I am so a proponent of gift bags and to you just simple throw it in the bag it's easy to unwrap you don't need scissors this is a thing a lot of times you're unwrapping a present and you stop and you're like oh i gotta get scissors just you just open the bag thank you and you you move along i really i love gift bags so much and uh, they're just just as good as wrapping all right two yeah, for I two i'm going that gift way bag too then. yeah especially for adults because that was my qualifier yeah. if it is a child i think the act of unwrapping they really like that like that's because the whole premise of yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they like unwrapping it. So I do it for kids, for adults, like, come on, grow up. We'll give you a gift bag. And <laughs> if you're up. lucky, like, <laughs> okay, here's my other question. What do you do with gift cards? Because yesterday oh, I had a, a little gift card for Blake's teacher, but I didn't have anything to put it in. Like, I know they make the envelopes. So I just taped it to like a little box of chocolates. And hopefully she knows it's to Walmart. Like it had the Walmart logo on it. But I didn't put this is to Walmart. I did say this is for $20. (laughs) So what is the consensus on gift cards? How am I supposed to deliver those? 
I would say what you did was perfect uh, with a, yep. a little extra gift is very nice. That's a little mm -hmm. bonus. But I would say, I mean, you can even put that in a tiny, tiny gift bag. So they have the tiny gift bags <laughs> that they, they sell with the what a decoy. Yeah, exactly. Or You're a like, big oh, bag. <laughs> or put it in a one. huge bag. Yeah, but it's, it's always great when you get like a Tiffany bag, but it's like something else inside of it. It's like, oh, it's a sweater. <laughs> this what is from Gucci. Yeah, this just is kidding. Actually. It's a Walmart gift card. Merry Christmas. Hey, you know what though? I I honestly I would take a gift card over a Gucci sweater. I love gift cards. I am nuts for gift cards. And if you put them in like a little bag or a, like a little little envelope with a card, put it in the card. They make the gift card cards. Um, there are many multiple presentations for gift cards, but I think what you did is perfect. Well, I didn't have any I, I other options. So <laughs> I, I, I like that you I like that you say that you like the gift cards, Lucy, because I always feel it's a cop out. Oh, I appreciate a gift card for any amount to anywhere because it is so fun to like to feel like you're buying something like, when it's like it's, it's a just a gift. Yeah, like oh, it's a gift, and it's like okay, so like you you haven't spent any money, but you got some nice stuff. I adore gift cards so much. Okay. Even though one time I got a gift card to Starbucks and I got there and they said it had already been used and there was like three fifty seven <laughs> on it. And I was like, mm, oh, what can I get here? And they're like, right. uh, you can get a small black coffee. And I was like, there you go. no, thank you. Nothing better. And I was, <laughs> you know, moved on. She is Lucy Bird. She is a Beck Hill writer and host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night on Beck Hill. Lucy, thanks for stopping by. And it sounds like hopefully you're getting some gift cards for Christmas this year. After the break here on the Daily Tip, it's on to Survivor, who wins outright in the NFL this week. That is our mission. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Good morning. I hope your day is off to a wonderful start. If not, maybe we can get you pointed in the right direction. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Bill Rowland filling in for Jinx today. In a few minutes here on the show, it's time to play Survivor. And I will say that none of us on the show would still be standing if we were playing by the real rules where it's a one thing elimination like if you lose you're out but you know that would be no fun because we would be done you know halfway through the season so we play a little differently uh but we will get into our favorite outright picks of the week in just a few minutes bill as i was handicapping some things for the show last night i was looking at uh my nc state wolfpack against slu i think i'll be taking the other side uh we had on home alone 2 in the background I had not realized how long it has been since I had watched that movie because I've clearly seen mm -hmm. it. Obviously it's a classic, but it's been a long time. I barely even remembered it, but I do think it is one of the very rare cases where the sequel is almost as good as the original one. So I was going to ask you Christmas movies. What are the go-to mm -hmm. ones that you watch when you want to get in the Christmas spirit? 
Well, if I want something funny, obviously you got to put Elf right up there at the top because that's you know just an amazing job Will Ferrell and, and them did a great job with it. If I want to be sentimental, of course you go back to It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my go tos. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not somebody because I don't have kids, so I'm not somebody mm-hmm. who's going to sit down alone and and you know in my condo and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw on a Christmas movie. So it's been a while <laughs> since I've actually sat down and been like, okay, it's Christmas movie night. Let's go ahead and do this. But those are probably, I mean, it's cliche, but those are probably the ones that I go, that I would go to, just like everybody else probably. Are you not somebody who will put on a movie or a TV show in the background while you're doing something? Because you're right. I'm not sitting down to watch a lot of these movies, but I will put it on while I'm doing other things. Yeah, see, I've, I'm one of these, you know, this is the only way I feel like I'm part of the younger generation is I don't have cable or direct TV or anything like that. So sometimes unless you're watching a whole series, it's hard to just flip on you know, a show to have on in the background randomly, you have to actually go to, you know, Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and then select the show that you're going to have on in the background and then go on to do something else. So a lot of times stuff in the background is like a basketball game or a football game or something like that, that I'm just leaving on while I'm, while I'm working on the show or whatever. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a great person to just flip and have background noise TV shows. Cause if I want to watch something, actually want to pay attention because I don't watch that much because again, cutting the cord, I I found that I don't have the TV on just in the background, but if I had kids, I'm sure I would. So I don't blame you for it because it's the easiest thing to do. Be like, here, sit down and watch this while mom does something else. Well, it's for me though. I like having something going in the background and if it's sports, I will sit there and say, I'm like folding laundry I will sit there and not fold laundry and watch. I'm like, well, I'm just going to watch this possession. Well, let's watch the next possession. Uh, So I get very sidetracked as opposed to some of these movies that you already know what's going on, that you don't feel like you, like you can miss a few parts and still know what the plot is. Uh, But we'll ask around. We'll see if anybody else on the staff has some good Christmas movies that they put on in the background to get in the Christmas spirit. But first... Let's get to our favorite outright picks in the NFL this weekend. Two men enter, one man leaves. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right, so the rules of our survivor contest are you just need a team to win not to cover if a team you pick loses the week you pick them you can't use them again for the rest of the season and you can't use the same team in back-to-back weeks so it makes it a little harder uh matt you have done the best of all of us so far on the season 11 and 2 who do you like in survivor this week and also what is your favorite christmas movie I took a chance last week with the Falcons, and I regret that decision. Um, (laughs) I'm going to do something relatively stupid again, and I'm going to take another chance. I'm going to take the Broncos against the Patriots. My line of thinking is it's going to be a rock fight. Two good defenses, not great offenses. But the Broncos are at home. Bailey Zappi, I don't think he's ever played really in Denver like that in an NFL game. So I'm going to take the better team to just win at home against the not so good Patriots team 
As for Christmas movies, I have younger sisters, so I spent a lot of time watching the Polar Express movie from my time. Definitely the Santa Claus one and Santa Claus 2. Ooh, those are good ones. The Santa Claus is a good one. Um, and the two is good too. You're right. Uh, another sequel that's actually pretty good uh, compared to the first one, which we don't see in most normal Christmas movies. All right, so Bill, we've already heard your movie takes, but what about your yep. survivor pick? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm jealous of you guys that could actually take the Bills this week. I lost the Bills earlier in the season, so I'm going to go with the no. next biggest number on the on the slate. Uh, Chiefs over the Raiders. Uh, I know Kansas City has been struggling a little bit as of late, but it's been playing better competition. Yes, Vegas just dropped 63, but let's not get it twisted. That was against the Chargers team that just fired their coach, and they stink. So give me the Chiefs over the Raiders. They may not cover the 10, but they're going to win outright. No chance that they end up losing another game. That would be three straight. Not happening this week. It feels like the Chiefs are really good in divisional games. I could be wrong, and I don't have oh, yeah. any numbers no, to support you are. that, but uh, it feels like these are the opponents that they really beat up on. I know the Broncos beat them earlier this year, but that is not the norm. I think before that, they had won like 18 straight against the Broncos, something like that. So usually in divisional games, uh, at least outright, the Chiefs are usually the call. Uh, next up, we're going to go to David, who once again is throwing out a pick that, boy, do you have some courage, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, uh, I am uh, going to embrace my Chicago roots here. I, I, I think the Bears <laughs> will uh, take care of the Cardinals this week. Uh, it's quite chilly here in Chicago, and uh, uh, they'll take care of them Cardinals because they're 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 from that Phoenix, and it's uh it, it's kind of warm down there, and it's kind of cold up here. So I don't think that quarterback's ready for the chilly, chilly, chilliness, windy city, and. Uh, I expect Mike Dickick for, to go for about 230 yards rushing and about 500 yards passing as the Bears win, uh, let's say, uh, 343 to zero. The Bears. The Bears. Like you got to at least include that, right? The Bears. An iconic sketch on Saturday Night Live. And, David, that was very well done. Don't know about the Bears, but I did love your impression there. <laughs> to, uh, so, to be honest, to be real, the defense the defense for the Bears is much improved. I think that defense shuts down the Arizona offense because guess what? They kind of deal with a quarterback in practice that's kind of like Kyler Murray. Just going to put that out there. I yeah. think they shut down that offense, and, and I think Justin has a decent enough day that the Bears will edge it out maybe 13 to 10 or something like that. Where are the you Bears going with your Christmas movie? A lot better. Oh, oh, yeah, a Christmas movie. My Christmas movie? There are two of them. It is A Christmas Story, by far, is my all-time favorite. Uh, it's one that gets played every Christmas. It's a it's a family tradition. And then uh, the claymation, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I was petrified as... Ah. I was petrified of Bumble when I was younger. Petrified. And now I collect oh. Bumble is figurines. It- what is Bumble? Is that the style? The the abominable snowman. See, I can't even say it. Oh, okay. Well, that was his name. I was I thought it was like a genre or something. But you're right. The abominable snowman. That is very hard to say. That was scary. I remember going to the other room when that was on the screen. But an absolute classic in Rudolph. Uh, all right. So Jenks is going to take the bills. He's obviously not here. But he already typed in his pick. And I'm going to go that route as well. So it's going to be Bills over the Chargers for me. 
They are big favorites for a reason. I believe this line is 11 and a half. Can't believe in the Chargers right now. And I feel like I don't need to spend too much time justifying this. Easton Stick is their quarterback. They fired their head coach. And maybe we see a little dead cat bounce from this team when the vibes are gone for Brandon Staley. But still, the Bills look like they're playing really solid football right now. So I'm going to do that. So recapping the plays, we've got Matt taking the Broncos, Bills taking the Chiefs, David's taking the Bears, and me and Jinx will be on the Bills. As far as Christmas movies go, I think this is not a classic, but I think it's my favorite one. Four Christmases. Has anybody else seen this with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn? I think that's my favorite Christmas movie. Yes. Yes, I have seen that one, oddly enough, because I generally don't see those types of movies. But yeah, it's a good one. I I think I saw because I'm a big Vince Vaughn guy. And very, very funny. Great movie. And it's still got a good Christmas message to it, which is what you like, obviously, in your Christmas movie. So, yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, what is your daughter into what, now? At least you didn't go with Fred oh, Claus, Oh, she likes Chelsea. Minnie and Minnie. Uh, Minnie and Mickey. Fred Claus. I tried to watch that the other day. That was one of the Christmas movies I had in the background. And I think I finished the load of laundry. So I didn't see the end. But it was kind of dark. Like, my daughter was sitting around, and I feel like I had to, like, pause some parts. So it was a little scary for her taste. But, David, what's your take on Fred Claus? Do you like it, or are you hating on it? It's it, it, it's Vince Vaughn playing the same character that he plays in every stinking movie. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But he's good at that. Don't Wouldn't you say the same thing for Will Ferrell? Like, he's the same character in every movie, but he nails it. I, they they are both to me very hit or miss guys. I like them in a lot of things, and then I don't like them in a lot of things. You'd say that about Will Ferrell? Yeah, I feel like Will Ferrell is just so funny, even though it's completely the same character. I laugh every time. I can't even help it. To me, Will Ferrell yeah, has I'm a to big have Will Ferrell guy. Will Ferrell has to have a good co star for him to be funny to me to play off of. He can't hold. He, <laughs> he can't hold anything. What a take! Yeah, I'm. I like I said. I'm very much hit or miss with Will me. Will Ferrell. Oh man. Playing God. out. And we Playing have to out, go to Chelsea. break after this, <laughs> right? David just with some hot takes today, and then just mm. you know moseying off into the background. Will Ferrell needs a co-star to support him. I don't know about that one, David. All right, hour three kicks off here on the Daily Tip next with NBA plays across the board in the association. Stick with us. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.